Injuries are a very real factor in the NHL, and they've been an all-too-real factor for the local franchise for too long. But they aren't excuses. They really aren't. They can be real and not be excuses. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Penguins versus Panthers tonight in Sunrise, Florida. Should be a fun matchup. The games between these two teams usually are because this is one of those cases a lot like when it's Pittsburgh versus Toronto or Pittsburgh versus Edmonton that both teams will look at each other from across the ice and say, we can definitely outscore you. Oh, we are so much faster and more skilled than you. And it ends up becoming, no matter what it is that either side's coach wants, something of a track meet. Uh, I'm sure Mike Sullivan doesn't want that, but I'm not so sure he'll get his wish. And if there's anything at all to come as a positive from learning yesterday that Jeff Petrie is going to be out long term with an apparent broken wrist, that Jason Zucker is going to be out long-term with an apparent broken foot, it's that they really need to kind of keep doing what they've been doing for the past month. Because if they do, they're going to beat the Panthers. And then they're going to go Sunday into Raleigh and beat the Hurricanes. Because if they defend the way they have over this ongoing 13-2-2 stretch, including a six-game winning streak, including wins over four of the league's top seven teams, they're going to be a contender. And in that context, they shouldn't miss either player all that much. And I say that with immense admiration for what both of them has done. Petrie started off a little slow. He did. I was wondering what was up with him at times. I asked him a couple times if he felt he was off or he was behind or something. And to his credit, he acknowledged not really fitting in right away, not with the group, but with the the team on the ice, with the system with the way Sullivan wanted them to play and to push and everything else, even though some of that comes instinctively, it doesn't mean that you do every little thing the way your teammates do. And when you're partnered with Marcus Pedersen, and he spent a lot of time with Marcus, Marcus is such an egghead about this stuff that Marcus is going to make you feel like you don't know anything just by virtue of how much he does know. But once Petrie got going, once Petrie got going, And in that brief period, when Chris Letang went down with the stroke, boy, does that sound ridiculous to say, huh? That brief period where he went down with the stroke, Petrie was fine. He looked like a number one defenseman. He looked like exactly what you'd wanted when you acquired him as kind of Letang insurance, but also just a really good, solid right-handed number two. He will be missed. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how 
one dollar can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Zucker will be missed too, and I'm not going to understate that. Zucker was a big reason that Evgeny Malkin and that second line as a whole has become the second line that this team didn't have almost at all last season, including in the playoff series against the Rangers. Remember, it was all just Sid's line. Sid, 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 Jake, 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 Rust, 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 and nothing else was going on at 5-on-5. Zucker was the glue with that group, and he made plays that a lot of people didn't always notice much less appreciate, notably, his efforts to go to the net. He was the one who went to the net on P.O. Joseph's goal after the gorgeous pass by Kasperi Kapanen. As Sullivan said to me after the game, if Zucker doesn't go there, there's no goal. And you could say the same thing about Geno's winner, because it was Zucker and Rust who led the really aggressive rush for what was kind of a risky situation, I guess. You're already uh, sitting there with a point in hand. You're playing a team that's out of the conference. You'd rather wait until overtime to try to start pushing anything. And he didn't. They kept going and kept going. And where did Zucker end up? Right at the net when Gino fired it in. Good, good hockey player. And please, please, please be above the whole uh, injury-prone thing. He blocked a shot with his foot. Taylor Haas, our beat writer at DK Pittsburgh Sports, found the film and found him hobbled after a puck hit his foot and broke it. Do you know how many feet would have been broken by that shot in that spot? Right. A hundred percent of them. He'll be missed. But the team doesn't have an excuse to drop off without them. Now, it's not... Fair at all to expect them to keep going at a 13-2-2 pace. You're going to have losses, whether or not they're there. But what you got to understand is that there are players immediately available to step in for them. Maybe not at the exact same level, but I like Danton Heinen. I'm betting you do too. Danton Heinen should be plug-and-play with Gino and Rust. There's no reason for him not to be. Heck, among other factors, he's fresh. He should go out there flying around with his very, very first shift, and he can score. He can score at, I would say, the same pace that Zucker could. Heinen's the one guy that I've been pointing to more than anybody else of late when describing the kind of depth that the Penguins have as far as skill goes. He's been a healthy scratch, and he was almost a 20-goal guy last season. Think about that. And he's defensively conscientious and all that other stuff. Petrie's a little bit more of a challenge. You're bringing up Mark Friedman to take his place on the roster, but what you're doing with the lineup is elevating Jan Ruda. Anyone have any complaints about Ruda? Anyone? Hello? No, me neither. How could you? He's been maybe Ron Hextall's best signing that we don't really talk about. That's to the GM's credit. 
when I heard of Ruta signing, I liked it, but I also said to myself, what's he doing? Where's he got room for this guy? What's he going to, how's he going to fit in? He's fit in beautifully. No excuses. Keep doing whatever it is that you're doing. When we come back, J1Q. from Tony who asks DK simple question who is better the P.O. Joseph of this year or the John Marino of last year um the only reason I'm even giving you an um here Tony is that this almost feels a little too easy maybe easier than you intended it to because Marino wasn't really good last year He would have the occasional game or a short stretch where you would say, wow, that's what John Marino should look like, or that's what he looked like for his first 60 games as a rookie before the puck came and cracked his jaw. What I saw of Marino last year, I could condense to pretty much games one and two against the Rangers in the playoff. Game one, of course, was the triple OT. He was outstanding. Might have been one of the best games I'd ever seen him play. Never let up. Pursued the puck at all points of the rink. Took the puck deep, but took it there with a purpose instead of just kind of disappearing in the corner. Uh, Was physical enough. Didn't allow the Rangers room off the rush. All kinds of goodies. And then game two, he was just that same guy that he was all the other games. And it would just kind of drive you nuts. And I didn't, at the time, blame the Penguins for trading him. His contract was really unsightly for someone who was going to perform that inconsistently. And it looked like, and it might still be the case, that they got themselves a nice prospect in Ty Smith, who was, you'll recall, one of their better performers all through training camp. Once Smith comes up, we're going to have fairer comparison points between Uh, The Marino that's really impressed everybody in Newark and what the Penguins got in return. I know everybody's singing about Marino out there, but I also know that he's kind of cooled off over the last couple weeks, as have the Devils themselves. Now, P.O., yeah, this isn't hard. I don't know. Did you think it was going to be a hard question to answer? Look at what P.O.'s done from game one of this season to right now. No, no, don't, don't even do that. Look at what P.O.'s done from the start of training camp. Let's remember, and I don't mean to keep you know jabbing with this particular stick, that Hextall was willing, possibly even eager, to move P.O., and that he came very close to being moved, and that there were waivers involved, and it looked at one point extremely likely that he wasn't going to be here. Sullivan himself would say after a couple of the preseason games, yeah, I mean, he's doing this and we're looking for more of that. And you could tell he wasn't enthused. And there was one game late in the preseason where P.O. played really well and the head coach kind of perked up a little bit. Then he was in the starting lineup. And then, as is... 
surprisingly frequent in all professional sports, some players just fit in better at the top level. And that's what P.O. looks like when he came up a couple of years ago for the first time. And the Penguins were missing like, do you remember this? Like five or six guys off the blue line. And P.O.'s up and he's playing at Madison Square Garden and he's just owning the rink like out of nowhere. Comes up from the minor leagues and he's just dominating the ice. How did that happen? Some guys just fit in better at a higher level. And P.O. goes back to the minors and they again start talking about his inconsistencies and some habits and needs to eat more cheeseburgers to put more bulk on the frame and whatever else. But he comes back to Pittsburgh. He gets a real shot. He's embedded on that blue line and he does this and he looks as Sullivan was saying the other night after the Dallas game better every day. Every day, meaning games and practices, there's something that they see in him where they go, oh, that's a little bit better than it was the last time I saw it. So I'd rather take your question and move it towards something else. Like, how would you compare P.O. to Marino right now? Yes, including those fabulous first 20 games that Marino had with the Devils. Go ahead. Let's bring it. Get to the halfway point in the season and let's stack them up. Come get back to me with this. I promise you I'll take it on. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one tomorrow. 